0: that subscribe button just down there below if you haven't already it really helps the channel grow and it helps to get the word out for Ray and Benny that's us Benny where can they find us on social media Uh, you can find us Ray Benny sports we're on Twitter
1: Facebook Instagram TikTok also on Reddit and we're now on Discord as well if you want to check us out there and uh, please leave us rating on your favorite podcast provider
0: man I haven't figured out Reddit properly yet now you're throwing (laughs) Discord at me might as well throw some more in there you betcha. I'll <laughs> learn. I'm a quick learner. We got uh, Bomber Talk, CFL Talk, NHL Talk, and of course, we got Winnipeg Jets Talk brought to you by Fahrenheit Airbrushing. But let's get started with Bomber Talk. They're on the buy. Not much going on. But there is talk in Winnipeg about the soccer club that the Bombers own. Uh, attendance is dropping. They're in the bottom half of the league again. Uh, if you're Wade Miller, what do you do with the Winnipeg Valor?
1: Yeah, you got to figure out a way to get them winning games uh, more than they have. I, I don't think they've made the playoffs in all the seasons that they've been here. Um, another losing season this year. And like you say, finishing basically close to the bottom of the standings. They they got to figure it out. Um, you got to revamp it. I mean, they've already gone through two coaches. I'm, I'm assuming the second coach is not going to survive here, DeSantos. Um, but yeah, you, you. it took some time for him to figure out the Bombers and get them on the right track. Uh, soccer is a little bit different. They're new to that venture, but yeah, they need to bring in someone that can run and fix that ship. Cause no one's going to come. No one's going to go to games. We we know Winnipeg fans, right? They love a winning product and they will support teams to a certain extent, but if you keep losing, they're not going to show up.
0: Yeah. Like they were really patient with the jets for a long time. That was craziness. Of course that's different level. Uh, I think they should just sell the team. Got to get rid of that asset. Cause it's not an asset. It's costing the team money. Uh, last year, the team made 4.9 million. It takes around $4 million to operate a CPL team, and the Valor lost 950 k So with my little basic fanboy math, they lost all their profit on running this soccer team because they lost money on it. So I'm looking to sell it to someone who knows what to do with the soccer team. And, you know, I'd let them use the stadium for a bit, but they need a better location. It's too cavernous. It you is. Know, Maybe add seats to the one of the outdoor fields at the at the U of M. Add maybe a four forty five hundred seat uh, stadium, and I think that's kind of where they belong. It's it's too cavernous. It's too big.
1: It is. It's huge when you're watching a game in there. And plus, they only have one side of the stands open, right? So it's not even the other side. It's not surrounded. Um, yeah. I've been to a few games here and there, and I, I mean, it's it's decent soccer. It's good enough soccer kind of thing for for the city in that. So hopefully, it sticks around and and kind of takes off. But yeah, unless they can get this team winning. Uh, it's hard to attract new fans. Plus, there's so many things to do. You got now you got basketball, right? CBL is in here, the Sea Bears. So, I mean, and that kicked off pretty good last year with a lot of fans in the stands there. So, yeah. Hopefully, they can
0: figure it out. It's getting competitive. It's getting yeah, competitive. Exactly right. I, I don't mean we want we're them to already, pick to lose a team.
1: Yeah, I mean, the I'm ice sure. already left here, kind of thing. So it's one, one less dollar that people can spend elsewhere. So maybe they'll they'll move over to this team. But if they're not winning. They're not coming.
0: Yeah, I think a huge part of what will draw fans, whether they're winning or losing to a certain extent, is just the environment of it. And you just can't get that going on an IG field. As beautiful a stadium as it is, uh, it'd be better if they were closer together, chanting and whatever, yeah. waving flags and having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Wade Miller. Uh, CFL, let's move on to critical questions. I have the West this week, so I'll go 1st go with the BC Lions. Will the Lions' running game improve under Jaquan Hardy? Because Mizell is out. He won't be playing this week. He's a bigger back, more of a bruiser. Because, you know, that hurt them last game when they played the Bombers. Not having that running game in the second half, uh, Bombers were able to focus on that passing game and shut them down. So they need a running game. We'll see what this Jaquan Hardy does.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see with with that if they can. You know, we we didn't have an episode uh, after that game, and it was just you could see uh, the Bomber defense kind of take over that Game in the second half, a bit there from the BC offense um, and shut them down, like you say, without having that threat of a running game at all. It hurts them big time. So yeah. we'll see if Hardy can do it. Uh, Toronto, uh, can they finish undefeated at home? They got one more game at home. Uh, it's against the Red Blacks. We're doing predictions in a bit. So I'll leave that for that. But, you know, it's been a pretty good season at home for them. Uh, unfortunately, I think none of these games are really all that competitive at the end here. We can, uh, the Elks last week um you know you're resting guys here and there so we'll see what they do um to finish this off but i think their chances are probably pretty good
0: and their attendance you know it's i think it's gone up from last year but it's still not very good for a city that size uh with edmonton speaking of attendance the elks will be closing the upper deck next year uh will closing the upper deck cost the elks fans i think it will there are a lot of people who love being up in the upper deck, the ability to see. I was there for a couple of seasons with season tickets in IG field. You can see the whole play happening. It's a great view. Um, so I think they will lose some fans. People are going to be pissed.
1: Well, yeah, if you went through Twitter already, there was people that were that were pissed about it. I think a lot of them understood it, but a lot of them didn't like the fact that they would lose their seats um, and then move down to lower bowl, and chances are – For that same price point you're going into the end zone now instead of still being on the side right so i agree with the decision though it's a big stadium um and you want it to look fuller than what it is but i feel for those people who are going to lose their seats especially some of them that have had them for a long time in that spot uh montreal can the d carry this team to the gray cup well that remains to be seen i don't think they'll be good enough to do it, especially against the likes of Toronto. But Sean Lamon has been pretty good. Uh, he hit, shout out to him, because he hit 100 career sacks. Um, I think he's one of 13 people in the CFL, I think it was, that has hit that mark. Um, and Sankey is, has looked decent since joining and probably just get better at goals. So uh, Montreal's hopes are going to rest on that D. Will it be enough? I don't think so, but makes it more exciting in the East if it is.
0: We'll see how healthy Toronto is going into whatever playoff matchup that could be uh yeah they can be deadly with a good defense yeah you know the bombers offense wasn't as dynamic when they won the first one it was that defense you know that was just monstrous but yeah we'll see calgary Stamp peters can peyton logan be the spark that the stamp offense needs uh dude's a playmaker he's fun to watch he's been out since week three uh and the Stamps really need him because bagelton is out again so he really spreads the field and yeah, we'll see if he'll be a factor i think it will be a factor he's a good returner too if they put him back there
1: yeah uh, for Hamilton, can playing two QBs in a game work for the rest of the season and beyond? Um, last week, it was Bo Levi for a bit. And then Schiltz, Matthew Schiltz came in to finish. Uh, I think at this point, they probably need to stick with one of these guys. And I, I would lean towards Schiltz, who has seemed to have the better season. I would even go probably Powell over Bo Levi at this point. But yeah, you, you got to give that one guy, let him get hot um, and try and make a run for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time since there's there's been like a solid two quarterback system. Uh, now the
1: Jets pulled it off. Or the Jets, the Bombers pulled it off with Strever, right? Here and there with Carlos in that Grey Cup run, uh, yeah. not putting him in for half a game or anything, but mixing him in here and there, right? So yeah, but
0: yeah, no one's. It's been a long time. Like maybe Edmonton back in the early days when they had Ham and Allen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or was it Allen and Dunnigan? I don't know. Sometimes they split time, and the Argos did it back in the 70s or whatever. Any which way. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oof. What's with the season tickets going up 20 to 30%? What are they doing? Oh, I didn't wrong... see that. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're increasing wow. some of these tickets. What is wrong with them? They're taking advantage of their season ticket holders. That's just stupidity. Bad decision after bad decision in Saskatchewan this year.
1: Yeah, especially because after the last two seasons of mediocre play and you know swooning at the end of missing possibly missing playoffs and fighting for their lives at the end of the season, I don't think right now would be the right time to do that at all. Wow. That's awesome. Speaking of another team that's uh, been in rough shape, Ottawa uh, Red Blacks. Has the team quit? Uh, not much of an effort last week. It almost looked like they did. Crum was terrible. They punted over 10 times in that game. They put up three points. The D didn't really do much to stop the Owls either. Um, they've missed the playoffs now four seasons in a row. It's not looking good. Um, and it's not, hopefully they can come into these last couple of weeks against the Argos and show that they have not quit. But to me right now, it looks like they have
0: big changes to come. Big changes to come in Ottawa. If I were to be looking to this crystal ball, and what I'd like to see would probably be Kyle Walters as their GM and Milanovic as their head coach. Maybe Buck Pierce. Maybe Buck Walters Pierce. and Pierce. We'll see. Hope not. But Milanovic has head coaching
1: experience. Winning,
0: winning head coaching experience, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who you got next? Yeah, uh, you got next. I think you got oh, the Bombers. Oh, yeah, are right. talking. No, let's talk about the Bombers. <laughs> Lots to talk about who's going to be team MOP, Oliveira or Caleros. That's tough to say. Oliveira with, what, 1891 combined yards, over 1,400 yards rushing so far, 11 TDs. Caleros with over 4,000 yards passing, 32 TDs, and he's missed a couple games. Best QB efficiency in the league, 112.4. That's a tough one.
1: That's yeah, a f- tough one. If Kolaros didn't have so many interceptions and I think uh, and turnovers, I think it would be running away with with the East nomination or, or at least the Bomber nomination. You know, it'll be it'll be toss up with him and Adams. We'll see how the season ends up. But yeah, you got to make a good case. So for Oliveira, man, he's going to end up second at least in Canadian running back history with yards, right, rushing yards. So
0: Crazy. Yeah. so he's going to break two thousand combined yards for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a very very good season for Oliver. I mean. None of these guys probably care as long as they win the great cup. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to quick and dirty predictions for this week. Lions, Ticats, who do you got in that one?
1: Yeah, the Ticats the pulled off the improbable beating BC when the Ticats were still kind of bad, right? Um, like you said, Jaquan Hardy, CFL debut at running back for BC. Matthew Betts has picked it back up. He's at 16 sacks. I'm going to go with uh, BC in this one, even though um, Hamilton has won five of their last six and also getting Darrell Walker uh, and Hergie Malaya in the lineup as well. Uh, it'll be close. It'll be close. Um, but I'm going to take BC who wants some revenge from getting beat by the Bombers last week.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if the Bombers slide, they could still squeeze in there and get that home playoff game. So there's still uh, something to play for. And they'll be pissed, like you said. They let that game get away from them yeah bombers. Bombers played well as well i shouldn't have used that cliche uh but yeah so i think bc will win in that one rough riders stamps uh neither of these teams have won since labor day so i'll take the (laughs) home team in this one in the dickinson bowl should be a close game the first game they played went to ot the second game was only a two point differential so uh, i'll take the rough riders at home
1: yeah ultimately i think saskatchewan probably ends up making a playoffs just because calgary ends up playing winnipeg and bc Um, Unless BC loses this week, then that race is over. Then you could see BC and Winnipeg rest guys, right? But if they are still got something to play for, I can't see Calgary beating either of those guys. Um, First time since 2004, Calgary could end up missing the playoffs. That's crazy. That's a long time. Uh, Uh, I will pick Calgary in this one. Five-game losing streak for Saskatchewan. They have not looked good at all in those games. Uh, Is it going to be Mason Fine or Dolgala for this game too? I don't think it matters. Calgary is going to win this
0: one. Yeah, sorry, I said Rough Riders at home. I meant Calgary at home. Who do you got with Elks and Owls? Uh, I think this will be a top game for the Owls. Um,
1: but that D is playing pretty well. We'll see how they can handle Trey Ford and the running game of Edmonton. But
0: I'm still going to take Montreal in on this one. Oh, for sure. Like we were talking about, their defense is crazy. Uh, they're playing for positioning. The Elks are playing for jobs next year. Uh, so I'm going to go with Montreal. Red Blacks, Argos. Argos. I really don't. It's it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, are the Argos going to go undefeated at home? Yes, they're going to end up beating the Red Blacks here, even if they rest a bunch of guys uh, at some point throughout this game.
0: CFL fan, put your predictions in the comments below. Let's move on to some Winnipeg Jets talk. Brought to you by Fahrenheit Airbrushing. Stand out on the ice, pavement, or the field with a custom airbrushed helmet or goalie mask. A local Manitoba business with affordable solutions for any project. Check out Fahrenheit Airbrushing on Facebook or call them at two zero four. 891 Tell them Ray and Benny sent you. Thoughts on the season opener? You go first.
1: Ah, good game. I mean, they just played a good game. The new guys played a good game. Uh, Markstrom was lights out, um, you know, facing 37 shots and making some pretty good saves. Halibut was a bit on the weaker side, letting in, you know, finished with an 810 save percentage. Uh, didn't look like vintage Halibut out there. Um, but I think the Jets played well, and if they can continue to play like they did last night, they they could make some noise this season and and challenge definitely uh, in the Central Division for a playoff spot. Um, yeah. The new guys look good. Alex Ayafalo with a goal. Uh, Velarde had some nice opportunities. Led the team even in shots, and even uh, Rasmus Kapari had a great chance. His speed, man, he had around the side he got he got in on all, all alone on uh, Markstrom
0: yeah they look pretty good they you know like everyone's saying they definitely outplayed calgary heli had an okay game like a couple of those goals one was off a power play that one that schmidt was chasing the guy what was that kind of left him hanging there so i'm definitely not gonna put that too much on heli did Eilers get hurt seriously like wow. i don't mean seriously joking like is he seriously hurt
1: yeah i haven't seen anything yet today at all but he took a pretty good run into those boards trying to stop that empty net goal at the end
0: so yeah why why Uh, yeah especially for that guy i you you have the instinct to block a shot it's kind of like the bc and winnipeg game like you can't blame the guy for trying to run for a touchdown he sees he sees the end zone he's not gonna stop running so no
1: and you get the touchdown you get the touchdown games over you still got to kick a field goal you might miss it right all right yeah don't blame the guy either as much as people want to say hey he should have went down but poor
0: healers poor healers yeah
1: and he, going back to nate schmidt with that not only was that play where he chased the guy he ended up taking a terrible icing right before that um yeah. that led to that goal i know the guy didn't play much in the preseason and probably wouldn't have played if panel didn't get hurt that's a lot of you know second guessing there but it just sucks for that way to end, and like you say, Hellebuck didn't have much of a chance on that fourth goal.
0: But uh, it, Sorry, go ahead. It was good to see the depth on that line, or on the team. Like, lines one to four. Like, you you mentioned Campari, how he played great, and they looked like Seattle, kind of, how they were just able to cycle lines, and the quality of play was still just as good, and the scoring chances were there. Uh, 0 for 4 in the power play. That's not going to cut it. They can't go through that again this year by being ineffective on the power play. They got to put those opportunities in. And like you said, Markstrom was crazy good. So it's not like, you know, so shout out to him. Uh, And, you know, they're creating opportunities. Perfetti looked good, not necessarily in the face off circle, but, you know, he's getting better. Hopefully he'll find his way. And I'm optimistic.
1: Yeah, and his, his line uh, finished with more scoring chances for than against. Um, like you said, he's got to work on the uh, face-off dot. And, and, I mean, it probably will get better as the season goes on. And It's just his first season there, right? So getting used to some of these guys and how they take face-offs. But like you say, it was it was a good effort from all four lines. Each four lines looked dangerous, and they all had scoring opportunities last night. rider had a bunch of chances as well. Yeah. Um, the power play generated some great opportunities and great shots on that. I like the chemistry that it seems like already between Velarde, Connor and Shifley. Um, I even saw Shifley back check at some point in that game. So hopefully they're turning
0: over and you leave some of these guys and uh, it should just get better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, where do you think that they'll end up in the standings? You know, looking at this one game so far, uh, I I think I mentioned in a previous episode, I expect them to be top three in the central, probably not one or two. So I guess third. So I'll stick with that. I'm going to, Sticking behind Colorado and Dallas, I like their depth, and especially like you say, if Perfetti can pick up his game, uh, it's it's it will be great for the Jets and their chances to make the playoffs will be even higher.
1: Yeah, I think if they if they if this is the type of effort or the type of game that they're going to play for the most part this season and can give that, then yeah, they can definitely challenge those top three. Um, I kind of see them challenging yeah, at least for a wild card spot um, and end up in ultimately making that wild card spot. Um, so I'm encouraged after last night and that effort um so hopefully they can pick it up and hopefully next game it's the same thing right and hopefully they don't trail off next game
0: hopefully Ehlers is also okay but it was entertaining hockey they had some great opportunities yeah they're gonna be a fun team to watch all the way through uh and sometimes frustrating oh for sure that'll definitely be uh up there (laughs) let's move on to some NHL talk let's look way ahead into the season let's look at conference finals and Stanley Cup predictions who do you see in the east making their finals
1: I'm going to give some Canadian teams some hope here. I'm going to go Carolina and Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. Although Toronto,
0: Toronto. Uh, that goaltending last night needs to get a bit better. But... Always. <laughs> I have Carolina also making the finals, and I'm going to think Boston. Uh, they're not going to be as good as last year. How many points do they get? Like over 130? Yeah. Give me a break. They're not going to be that good, but they still have that crazy goaltending tandem. Uh, so, I'll I'll put them in the Eastern final with Carolina. Who do you have in the West final?
1: I'm gonna, another Canadian team here who, again, goaltending may be an issue uh, after last night and getting thumped 8 1, but I'm going to pick Edmonton versus Dallas um, in the Western Conference final.
0: I have the same matchup in the Western Conference final. I'm very optimistic for Edmonton this year. Uh, who do you got in the Stanley Cup final? I got Dallas and Carolina. Yeah, same.
1: <laughs> so, no faith in Edmonton, eh? Even though no. we both picked him? No. So my, qu- my question is for Edmonton and any other fan out there, why did Jack Campbell end up starting this game last night after the season that Stuart Skinner had last year? Um,
0: They're hoping he returns to form.
1: I don't know, but it seems like you're taking a step backward. I would try to build up Stuart Skinner at this point and make see if he can get better from last year instead of
0: turning back to Jack Campbell. Who's making more money?
1: Jack Campbell.
0: There you go. But... Who's you got winning the Stanley Cup? I'm going to go with Carolina, uh, getting that Stanley Cup. Hey, we agree. (laughs) Carolina, yeah, they're going to break through this year, and they're finally going to win. I'm really a huge fan of Rob Brindamore as our head coach, and uh, they're going to be so good. Benny, you have anything to say to our friends? Uh, You know what? Thanks a lot
1: for listening. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, follow. Check us out on social media. Thanks to Fahrenheit
0: Airbrushing as well, and have a good week. And in the famous words of ODB, Wu-Tang is for the children. (laughs) They are just in Winnipeg, and I'm still sour that I missed it, but life is what it is. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time in the words of LeVar Burton. Peace. Cut, I mean. (laughs) If you're going to, like, start an NFL team, what wide receiver would you pick? Probably Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty dominant. Yeah. He's probably gonna make. Well, how long is he out for this year?
1: Well, he's out for. He's on the IR now, so at least four games, right? Could be longer. Yeah. I mean, especially if he comes back and the Vikings are one in eight.
0: Yeah. i with Devontae Adams. Comeback. He's just such a good route runner. He's a big target. He'll get all-pro numbers with garbage quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah, Devontae Adams is a beast. Tyreek Hill, maybe.
1: Shoot. Yeah, there, there's so many good ones. You got yeah, Tyreek Hill for sure too. Um, he's shown he's played with Cal, uh, Mahomes and now Tua. Good, good quarterbacks for sure. But he's shown he he can get going with both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Devontae Adams. Chase. Yeah, yeah, Jamar Chase.
0: Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Denny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like. Leave a comment, tell us what you think.